0: Hello everyone, I'm Ross Brown from the Southwest Cyber Resilience Centre. I would like to welcome you all to the latest in our uh, series of podcasts from the SWCRC. Don't worry if you haven't caught all of the podcasts as you can access them via our website www.swcrc.co.uk or through Buzzsprout. If you and your business haven't joined the SWCRC uh, as yet and don't don't forget, our core membership is absolutely free. Uh, we can provide you with National Cyber Security Centre products, uh, which will, um, with our guidance, keep your business safer online. Um, this podcast is uh, entitled uh, "The Supply Chain," um, and uh, this afternoon, Xander Tilly uh, has joined us. Xander uh, is the security operations analyst and penetration tester with Bit Group uh, here in the Southwest. Uh, and uh, BitGroup are a training and security provider who also provides security solutions, phishing awareness and managed detection and response solutions. If you have any questions, uh, please email email us at inquiries at swcrc.co.uk and we'll endeavour to uh, get an answer back to you. Uh, and also, obviously, you can contact us through our website. So Sandra, um, Really grateful for the time you've taken to uh, tell us all about uh, supply chain and the issues that, that we need to mitigate. Uh, I, I guess probably the first thing is, is to um, just open up the floor to you and, and uh, uh, let you tell all our listeners exactly what they should be doing in terms of their supply chain security.
1: Cool, no worries. Uh, so yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, so yeah, so supply chain attacks, um, I think where to start really? Um, and I'm probably going to be going a bit back and forth uh, with this, a specific case study, which happened last year, and it's a very good way of it, or sort of explaining exactly what these types of attacks are. Uh, so, what a supply chain attack is would be, say, you're the you're the target organisation. We have a a very small business, um, and that is the target from a malicious actor's point of view if they don't have a way into your organization at all via you know um, social engineering any sort of other attack that could potentially be you know denial of service attacks on the sites um, you know just account takeovers completely what they can do is they can discover a, any sort of third party solutions that you be you'd be using and in uh, with the case study that i'd be referring to with Kasia. Uh, you can go to these much bigger third party companies and compromise these types of um, products that they'd be uh, delivering to these uh, small organizations or any organization for that matter. Um, and they will be pushing attacks via this or company to then push down to the, its desired target and this was the case with kasaya and with the um hacking group the r evil uh hacking group they what they did was they um compromised the kasaya vsa uh program uh, and vsa is simply just the name of the uh, the product itself it's just a, a software virtual software update um sort of thing and what this does is it sort of it's a uh, just keeps an eye on the the actual device itself as the agent which gets installed. And it sort of just keeps everything up to date, makes sure everything's fine. Um, and it just allows for um, those at Kasai to manage these products a lot better. And it just creates the, um, yeah, essentially just a managed sort of perspective there. And with this agent that was installed. Um, the, what the R-Evil group did was they compromised this and this update pushed up all the way down this fake update from this uh, from this group. they pushed this down and then it basically compromised over no, not over. it was forty companies exactly uh, across across the globe. Um, and what this malicious code did within this fake update was actually pushed um, ransomware across to all of these organizations and completely encrypted their entire networks completely. So going back to what I mentioned originally with supply chain, their original target was potentially some other third party, um, much smaller organization. And the only way for them to get to that was via Kassiah. And they had completely locked down everything within the company. Uh, With supply chain attacks, it doesn't necessarily need to be uh, any form of um, ransomware or anything like that. Uh, it can be some other uh, remote code execution, uh, which is essentially just uh, having a, a backdoor into the network and um, sort of just exfiltrating data that way. Um, it could just be a, a random botnet, which is again pretty much a um, controlling the machine remotely and getting and sending across multiple different commands for it basically to do the job for you. Um, and then this can lead into like um, cryptocurrency uh, crimes and, and things like that. Um, with the specific Casaya um, supply chain attack, however, and this has become one of the biggest attacks just in ever in in the sense of cybercrime. Uh, it has the the group ended up asking for well over seventy million dollars in cryptocurrency um, because of this. Um, and then some other things happened, and then it, it's basically a very long-winded sort of story. Um, and then Ari was sort of just dropped off the face of the earth for a little bit. Um, but again, has become one of the biggest cyber crimes ever to to ever happen, and it has been a supply chain attack because of the sheer amount of organizations that it hit, and its desired target was probably a, a smaller company. So
0: Xander are you saying it was a sort of a supply chain attack almost by accident
1: is that the case potentially yes so we don't know the full the exact reasoning as to or the actual desired target um, I mean the target could have actually been Kessah we don't know this but from a from that point of view yes it could potentially have been an accident and not realizing how far this sort of attack could have been um, I mean, as I mentioned, they did ask for um, well over, which is a lot of money, but originally it was only 7 million. And then they realized the extent of the attack, which then bumped up the price significantly. Um, And in my honest opinion of the whole thing, I honestly think that it was some form of accident and it didn't mean for it to reach 40 customers globally. So
0: I suppose in in terms of protecting your own supply chain I guess what, what was your assessment of how uh, the I don't know the, the the initial company that was attacked how could they have protected uh, I suppose their supply chain their customers their suppliers themselves how, how could they have done that and and therefore
1: stop the spread to the the, the, the 40 other companies well it's it's sort of difficult in a sense of with supply chains because yes you can it's similar with with uh, you know, with with phishing attempts and things like that. You can have the the most secure network known to man. Everything is locked down. There not even an email comes through to this network or anything like that. But you have this third party service which has a connection back. And at the end of the day with supply chain, the way to better protect yourself with these types of things is to really have reassurance and make sure that this third-party company, so within this case, the 40 customers need to make sure that Casaya knew exactly what they were doing and they had to, you know, they, they patched their updates and they their patched their vulnerability, sorry, as fast as possible. With, again, with Casaya, they knew of this vulnerability months. In fact, it was in April of last year 2021 but the attack only happened on independence day for it were july 4th so they knew of this update and they were working on a patch but they just didn't get to it in time and to better just again just to be better protect yourself with this you really need to make sure that these you have that assurance that this third party uh, provider is doing exactly what it says it's doing and patching all of its vulnerabilities as soon as it finds these things.
0: Right. So actually, if they had done that, um, there wouldn't have been the sort of ensuing un- in- damage caused. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, and you mentioned Fourth of July. That that was when the attack took place, isn't it? Yes.
1: So in over the the course of what, so it actually began on I believe July the second, and that's when they discovered that there was a breach within Kasaia. And then over a time and period, the uh, when the VSA uh, fake update was um, was pushed to these customers was on July the fourth, which then caused a massive um, lockdown of all of these organizations' networks. Right, and obviously the
0: the the, the timing was was, was caused or was put there
1: uh, to cause the, as much damage as possible because obviously 4th of july being um independence day in america yeah yeah and with, with that obviously everyone's you know all up in the air going oh yeah holidays is and um, we're gonna celebrate and things like that and things like put a fake update randomly coming out might not necessarily be on the front of their minds at that point in time because they're like well, independence day 4th of july things like that Right. So I, I guess in, in terms of, of your own security,
0: whilst clearly we, we advocate people to make sure that they're you know, uh, updating and, and patching on a regular basis, I guess a certain dates, and obviously for the Americans the 4th of July, uh, are fairly iconic because people will be off from work for a number of days. Uh, and I suppose we perhaps ought to weave that into our programme of uh, maintenance of our system, shouldn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there should always be even no matter what you know. If there's a holiday or anything like that, I mean, there's the for ourselves the, the jubilees coming up soon and and things like that. So people are going to be more focused on on their holiday, but there should always be someone you know have something in place to be going right. An update needs to happen at this point. An update needs to happen there. Is everything patched before we you know we all go for a bank holiday? So everything should always be in place either, especially in this day and age now, everything needs to be automated to a point where you know it's going to be safe, secure and things aren't going to go wrong.
0: Mm. And I guess when we when they do, um, we need to let our, uh, our customers, our suppliers know uh, really, really quickly, don't we, uh, yep. as well as alerting our own staff. And I suppose that's where training our staff comes in.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, with ourselves, if we're to ever have to have some downtime on any of our systems, we let everybody know, look, this is going down for a set period of time. Uh, It's conducting updates and we will let you know when it comes back up again. And we always give that reassurance that it it is for these security patches and make sure that everything is up to date. and again, you mentioned just training anybody within the company, whether they're in IT or not, or they're in HR. They always, they all need to have this some sort of security awareness, and especially with things like uh, what they're going to be expecting from from their job role themselves. So phishing is a huge one. Everyone is probably going to have a phishing email at some point or some sort of phone scam uh, and, and things like that. So everyone just needs to be much more aware of what is going on. Yeah, of course, and I suppose that, you know the whole phishing scam um,
0: scenario comes in with social engineering, which you you mentioned earlier uh, in our discussion. C- could you just kind of um, broaden that out for us, just to to explain to the listeners the sorts of, of key indicators they should be looking at when
1: when they are being subject to a phishing attack. Yep, sure. No noise. So with a phishing attempt specifically, so this is the type of scam which comes from your email as opposed to uh, other sort of words that you might be able to, uh, you might be hearing like smishing or vishing. These types of ones are more from the phone perspective, like a, a text message or a phone call. Uh, phishing specifically is from emails. And the things you really need to be looking out for with these types of attacks is the 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 sense of urgency that comes with these types of emails something that's saying hey you've won a yacht Click this link within the next five minutes and you will win this like thing creating that sense of urgency making people want to click these things is something that you really need to look out for if something sounds Urgent and you know, it might be like oh my god. I might lose my job if I don't click this link type thing. It's probably a scam right if you're if if something is that bad someone will call you which then obviously leads on to another sort of scam but you just really need to be making sure that the sense of urgency is you know just basically just look out for that um -hmm. there's also again as i mentioned click here to win a yacht always hover over these links never even click these links if, if anything but always hover over the link just to double check if it looks weird don't click it at all if it looks like it's legitimate, but you're still not too sure, contact your IT team or, or anybody who has this sort, some sort of awareness of what is going on. Um, within the company, though, I'd always recommend going to the IT uh, IT guys. Um, and, and even then with your, um, a lot of the time, and especially now in this day and age, certain programs like Outlook, um, they will actually you know, put things like those types of scams into quarantine. So you're not really going to be seeing these types of thing um however some might slip through and these ones can be very you know difficult to spot so it's always if you're unsure let it know always hover over the link even if even if it's if anything just to keep it into a um a really good habit to have if it's from a legitimate email as well it's come from a colleague and you know for definite it's come from him he's even confirmed it just hover over the link anyways just to double check embed that part of checking into your brain to make sure that you want you're doing the right thing and making sure that this link is correct um there's also to actually checking the sender themselves so uh, a really good example that i i keep referring to and when i was taught all of this was a really good one um you get an email from lloyds bank but spelt with three l's instead of two like it's you always really need to make sure that these things You know, are who they say they are, and they might be very subtle, like having three hours in Lloyd's instead of two. It's just always making sure and looking out for these types of things.
0: Yeah, uh, and really good advice. And as you say, you always have to be on your guard. Uh, And we always say, you know, if you don't have an IT department, and a lot of our, our uh, customers our members with the southwest cyber resilience center don't have an IT department because of the size of the business that they run we always say go back to a known trusted source say for instance you know go back to a website that you know is a trusted source if they're purporting to be a company or a business uh, that you can do that on uh, yep. and as you see as you say just 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 stop and think about what the um, email the phone call whatever it, it is is asking you to do is that is that out of the, the ordinary is it a request like you say from a, a colleague from the ceo asking you to, to change a bank account whatever it may yeah. be just just stop and think is this right and and um, inevitably your 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 own um sense of, of how your business works will, will 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 point in the right direction won't it yeah
1: yeah and there's um It's just a a pretty good analogy really is like just think of it about you know crossing the road you don't you don't just go okay everything's there's nothing in front of me let me just walk you always need to go hang on no let me stop let me actually look around and make sure that this is fine for me to continue really good advice
0: zander thank you uh, we're, we're almost uh, coming to an end uh, of this particular podcast uh, and we, we've dealt with a, a number of issues actually, um, which has been really, really helpful. Um, I, I suppose in closing, Xander, what, what, what are, what's what's the key takeaway for the listeners um, to understand about the vulnerability of their supply chain and, and how they can sort of stop any gaps in, in, in that vulnerability? <laughs>
1: I'd just, I'd say, have, um, if possible, with these these third party companies, you know, just even if it isn't just a meeting, if it's just an email, just have this reassurance to say that, you know, these updates are being conducted, things are looked at. If if something is vulnerable, it is being looked at. Um, If something looks slightly off, just have that reassurance of them saying that they're working on it. You don't want to say. Um, You know, from an MSP perspective, uh, which managed service provider, um, it's, you know, they're the the people that are going to be looking after your devices. Right. So from this perspective, you don't want them going, oh, yeah, these devices were end of life three years ago, but we didn't bother letting you know that's not that reassurance you really need that so having that constant communication with your uh, with that service provider just to let just have that again that reassurance to say look this thing's end of life we're going to update upgrade this for you like think just i'll constantly have that reassurance from them
0: and, and obviously if if people have got any questions um you know if they come through us uh, through our website and i can i can pass them out to you and then and you can perhaps answer them directly so that's yeah, would sure. that That'd be really helpful. Now, Xander, um, I, I appreciate it's been a bit of a, a fairly whistle-stop tour through.
1: Is there anything that we haven't covered this afternoon? Um, I, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it. If we kept going any longer, I'd probably be talking to you for about two hours. So, <laughs> okay. well, and and as you know, we 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 try
0: and limit these conversations to
1: fifteen minutes. So,
0: Xander, yeah. I'm so grateful for you taking the time out this afternoon to uh, to join us. And to all the listeners, thank you for joining us. We hope you catch up with our next podcast, which is coming soon. Don't forget, if you haven't already joined us uh, as a free core member, uh, just go to our website, which is www.swcrc.co.uk. Uh, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, you get free National Cyber Security Center products, uh, which will, if you implement them, uh, make your sa- your business safer online. So stay f- safe online and we'll speak to you very soon.